Hello, welcome to this Monday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. It is great to be back with you guys on this Monday evening, talking Penguins with you guys after a couple episodes last week where we finished off our best season in franchise history. Um, if you guys like those um, kind of episodes, you know, let me know, please. You know, let me know on my Twitter, either Twitter handle, you know, I really don't. Mind. Well, I thought that was a really cool idea to talk about two of the best uh, seasons in franchise history with Josh Yowie and uh, Chad from Penguins Twitter. Then, of course, Cam came back on and we had Tyler from Penguins Twitter. But um, <clears throat> this week we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be reliving um, some of the best moments of this past season for the Penguins, of course, before it was shut down due to the coronavirus. Today I have a good one up uh, for you guys. Um, this was, I think, honestly, my number one moment of the season um, in terms of a comeback, just the win in itself and how it was so big um, coming off of the playoffs. So I basically already te- uh, gave it away, but, you know, we'll talk about that. We're coming pretty soon. But I um, hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are staying safe, um, you know, washing your hands and all that. Um, I'm glad I was able to get able to get an episode in today. Like I said, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is the goal. I apologize about only having two episodes um, last week, but, you know, there was just a couple things that came up. But, you know. We're back today, thankfully. I wanted to start off this episode with a message from Mike Sullivan, actually, through the Penguins Twitter account. Um, He was able to narrate something that was really, really cool this morning at around 10 a.m. So for those that you do not see it, that did not see it, here it is um, for you guys right here. Spring in Pittsburgh. For the last 13 years, it has brought us together. And while we are physically together this year, we are most certainly together. We are used to seeing gold towels, feeling an overtime goal, and cheering for heroes based on their surname. We are seeing that the human spirit cannot be broken, feeling the warmth of people helping those in need, and cheering for heroes based on their profession. So, while there may not be hockey this spring, we are all engaged with the playoff intensity to win this battle. We are in this together. Yeah, Mike Sullivan, of course, you know, crushes it. You know, I absolutely love his voice. Um, you know, I would love for Mike Sullivan to uh, maybe read me a bedtime story or just sleep on a bed made of his voice because... Um, uh, yeah, Mike Sullivan just gives you chills, especially, you know, when those motivational readings, um, I would love for Mike Sullivan to do more of those. And like I said, please, Mike Sullivan, just make a bed of like his voice where like when I lay on it and go to sleep every night, I can just hear that voice. Cause it's almost like a Morgan Freeman kind of voice. Uh, Mike Sullivan, just outstanding coach, outstanding, um, speech there, you know, we're very, very well done, especially for the penguins, uh, to, to get that gut done. Like I said, with Sullivan. So Thought I would share that with you guys. That was really cool. Um, before we get into the hockey part for today, though, um, after this, I do want to say, for those that listen in Pittsburgh, I am, and those that go to this place, the Dirty O was announced over the weekend that it sounds like it's going to be closing. Um, I, I, that just that sucks. Um, it sucks in so many ways. I remember, you know, at least what my mom tells me when I was such a little kid. Um, that was one of the first places that I apparently I went to. I had a hot dog. Um, the French fries, you know, as I got older, I would go back. I, I think the, honestly, 
I think the French fries are better than the hot dogs. You all can sue me uh, for that take. But, um, you know, that place was around for 60 years. I have, my grandparents have gone there often. My mom has gone there often. My entire family that is from Pittsburgh has gone there often. I've had a lot of friends that go there. Um, it's not okay. Uh, it's... I hope somehow that that place is safe because, you know, that's basically a Pittsburgh staple. Hell, it's right next to Pitt University in Oakland. Um, (laughs) That that place, it honestly reminds me of the um, Benny's Pizza Place down where I go to school in Blacksburg for Virginia Tech because, you know, it's just a place where a lot of, um, at night where a lot of the uh, college kids go, you know, when they're drunk to go get food, you know. But still, even besides that, it's just such a, it's a Pittsburgh staple. And um, it absolutely sucks that, it's apparently closed and it might not be coming back. Um, I saw a lot of people tweeting about it, you know, especially um, just a lot of writers and fans. And yeah, I, I, I share your sentiment. I, I feel your pain. It absolutely stinks. And, you know, hopefully maybe we can get someone to, you know, somehow bring it back. But um, as of right now, it doesn't look like it's coming back. And um, yeah, that, that definitely stinks. But to get back to a little bit of hockey, it looks like the Penguins are actually showcasing game four right now the penguins uh, shark stanley cup final 2016 um can't wait to see for them to show the eric fair goal because um i remember i jumped out of my seat for that um like i said it's really great that the penguins are doing this um they're showcasing all the stanley cup final wins um, that they've had over the last 10 uh, 10 years 11 years now good lord um we just put 2020 back in the uh dumpster i guess so far but um it, it just, I really, really do like that the Penguins are doing this. Um, I'm sure on Wednesday it'll be Game 6. They're not going to show Game 5, even though that was that was quite the time. You know, those two goals in less than 30 seconds to tie the game against the Sharks. Um, seeing the crowd outside the arena, man. I mean, I've, I've never seen a downtown Pittsburgh that cra- uh, packed ever. They had to set up another. I remember, I, I think I have the picture on my phone, um, if I could find it. Um, they have the other... Um, they had to have another screen in Market Square because the whole um, street leading up to PPG Paints Arena was just filled. And there was just too many people. So they said, you know what? We got to open up another one and put one Market Square. That would probably filled up in five minutes too. I'm surprised they didn't open up another. But still, um, game four tonight, yeah, it's, it's just a massive game, you know, to make it um, – I think what was the final score of that? Oh, three, three, one. I, um, I think I can actually double check. Yeah, yeah, three, one. I, I thought for a second it was four, two, but you know, three, one. You know, with the Eric Fair goal late in the third period to uh, send it back to Pittsburgh, the Penguins up three games to one. Just um, what a goal that was! Easy, of course, one of the biggest of the playoffs. You know, who knows what happens if Fair misses that? The Sharks could go down and tie it, but um, honestly, the Penguins are just dumb. They all, the Penguins, I, I thought, dominated play for uh, almost that entire series, and it only went six games. Was because Martin Jones basically stole it. You know, Martin Jones uh, in Game Five actually had a really, really good game, even though he's been really, really bad um, for a lot of these last few years. But um, he was able to steal that game. But still, um, after Wednesday, I'm sure they'll probably kick it back off next Monday with the Stanley Cup Final against Nashville. They'll do games one and two, and then they'll go for the next week. They'll do um, five and six since they got crushed in Nashville in games three and four. So. Um, yeah, that gives everyone something to do. You know, I was trying to watch it on NHL.TV game one, but I was trying to like sync it up to like a, the live broadcast of AT&T Sportsnet. Apparently they don't do it like that. You can just pick and choose where you start and stop. And it's like, 
why can't I? I thought you'd be watching it live. I thought it'd be NHL TV just going off live off of the AT&T Sportsnet um, feed. So um, did not know how that works. I'm a little disappointed that that is how it did work. But um, whatever, I was still able to watch the game back. It's just it was so much fun watching the game one back to hear the Benino goal call because right after that, I went on to YouTube and looked at the, oh, looked up the Punjabi call and I got immediately happy because um, those guys are absolutely awesome. But you know, coming up here in the next few um you know few seconds, you know we're gonna get into um, the big the, one of the best moments of the season to date uh, for the Penguins, and um, I, I think you guys are really really gonna like this one. All right, so welcome back here. Um, this moment comes very, very early in the season. Um, this came the in early November of the season, November 7th of 2019. Wow, 18th before my birthday. Who imagined that? The Penguins, they're down 3 nothing in the second period. It just it all looks bad. The Penguins, you know, typical Penguins hockey against the Islanders from last spring. You know, they're not playing well defensively. Matt Murray's allowing a couple of really, really bad goals. Um they just they looked out of sync. They're not getting a lot of good chances, and then you know the third the third period comes, and it just it's a totally different game. You know you have the massive massive Matt Murray save, which I'm going to play for you guys um, pretty shortly. I'm actually just trying to um, find the um, the stuff here uh, the uh, the goals here. So here is the first goal from the third period. Um, only a couple, well, not even a couple minutes into it, we will play it right here for you guys. Slot, they score! The long-range shot came from McCann, may have deflected on its way to the net, and the Penguins are on the board here early in the third. So yeah, Jared McCann was able to make it 3-1, to one, and then I'm trying to actually find the Matt Murray um, thing as I um, basically just... Um, where is, where is this? I'm actually really trying to find it. All right. Well, thankfully I was able to find it. Here is the replay. Here is the sound of the Matt Murray save. Just monster save six minutes into the third period, which, which led um, to this eventual goal. I'll just play the whole clip here for you guys. Shot from the line, knocked down, loose puck, and it wouldn't go. Murray got the leg up on Bovillier and a miraculous stop keeps it out. Now the other way, Rust racing and he scores on the other end. It's a that was really, really the goal that just got the Penguins going in that game. You know, the McCann goal, okay, yeah, a little bit of a fluke, it deflected in, but Murray Scorpion save, and then not even 15 seconds later, Brian Rush streaks down. Um, a little bit of a semi-breakaway, um, just a little bit, but still wrists it past Farwamov, makes it 3-2. to two. And, you know, the Penguins, like I said, they're in business. It's like, okay, we're potentially looking at a comeback here, and... They're finally able to tie it. Well, I really shouldn't say finally. It only came three minutes later in the third period. I'll play this for you guys right here. Saves for his team. Shot by Ricola off the bar, and then they score! The Penguins have erased the Islanders' 3-0 lead as Evgeny Malkin ties it up. And remember, guys, you know, this came during the Islanders' massive red hot start to the season. You know, they're they're hardly losing games. It was that massive point streak. I actually need to look up how many um games they went without a regulation loss. Okay, yeah, I was actually able just to be able to find it right now. It was yeah, um 17 game point streak. Yeah, it ended on November 26th. The 15 and 0 and 2. It was the longest point streak in Islanders history. So 
Um, of course, one of the two overtime losses during that streak did come to the Penguins. Well, spoiler everyone, but, um, you know, at that point, it's like, okay, yeah, the Penguins are able to score the go-ahead goal in this game. I don't care if it comes in regulation or in overtime. Uh, this would uh, honestly be, easily honestly, I think, be the win of the year um, for the Penguins. There would be no scoring going on for the rest of the third period, though the Penguins would get their chances. And then this would happen with um, with less than two minutes remaining in the overtime period. Here we go for you guys. Rust, Rust tries to step off the wall and lost it. Brock Nelson just plays it away from Malkin. Trying to get possession of the puck. Pollock for Nelson. Rust strips it away and he scores! Brian Rust wins it in overtime. And that's the end of the Islanders' 10-game winning streak. Yep. Knocks off the 10-game winning streak. You hate to see it for the New York Islanders. Two things on that goal. Um, Evgeny Malkin was just so persistent in the um, offensive zone getting to that puck. Um, Pel- you know, Pelic was able to have it. Then Brian Russ, you know, basically poke checks him, lifts his stick, takes the puck, wraps it around Varlamov, um, basically goes five hole. And that's all she wrote. And I think people at that point were hopefully starting to take Brian Russ' start to the season very, very seriously. Um, I don't think, of course, anyone expected Brian Russ to be um, this good this season. And, of course, you know, by this good, I mean 27 goals and 56 points in 55 games, um, a point-per-game pace, and a player who was easily going to be a 30-goal scorer had this um, season not been on hiatus. And, you know, they they still honestly could. Um, He still could. They, I said they. He could still be a 30-goal scorer if the season ever gets put off. I hate this. But, you know, this was, in my opinion at the time, um, the biggest win of the season for the Penguins. I still think to this day um, it's one of the best, um, if not the best, win of the season for the Penguins to come back against the Islanders from 3 nothing down. With one period to go, you know how stingy they are defensively. Um, you know the system that they run with Barry Trotz. You know how good Semyon Varlamov had been. Um, to put that, you know, in the rearview mirror and just come out in the third period and dominate them, um, just a heck of a win for the Penguins. Um, Brian Russ with his heroics, with uh, the two goals, with the overtime winner Malkin with the tying goal, Jaron McCann getting um, the one to make it three to one with less than uh, only barely not even two minutes into the third period. Just awesome stuff, you know. I remember you know doing this podcast an episode right after that, basically almost like a breaking news episode. Um, it, it did pretty good. I was really, really excited to get you guys that one because um, I had honestly considered just turning that game off. <laughs> I won't lie, um, but um, I'm th- I'm glad I didn't because um, the Penguins were able to roar back in just a lot of fashion. You know, it was it was good that they got a little bit of revenge from that playoff series. Just a little bit, a start of it. I know they had lost the other two meetings with the Islanders after that, and both those games were really, really close. They honestly could have went <clears throat> um, either way, but. Um, that game just meant a lot, I think, to the, the Penguins as a team. And then, of course, the fan base. As we all know what happened um, that April with how the Penguins just got utterly embarrassed by that franchise and that um, the series with the four-game sweep. So, sweep. So to do that was just absolutely outstanding. And um, that will definitely conclude, I think, this um, segment of one of the best moments of the season. We'll have more coming um, throughout the week here. Um, I think this might be going on for the next uh, couple weeks. But... Um, Really wanted to share that with you guys. Um, that was also the moment where I thought, you know, okay, this team might finally be back a bit this year after coming off the very disappointing sweep against the Islanders. And you know, they they would not they would not stop that pace. They kept off that pace all the way up until uh, February, you know, early March when you know I would honestly say 
uh, mid to late February where, you know, the injuries really started to take a toll, of course, because, you know, not having Brian Dumoulin and John Marino and Sidney Crosby and all these other injuries just, you know, it finally took a toll because, you know, you can't have uh, Jack Johnson having top pairing minutes. But so that win, I think the win of the season, the comeback of the season, the best moment of the season to date. And I was really, really glad that I was able to get you guys um, that content for today. For this last segment, um, there's man, I I have really struggled to find things to talk about for this podcast, man, because it is just it, it it's a it's a dead zone for um sports stuff. But um, I did uh, I do like one thing that the Athletic is doing. You know, if you guys are not subscribed to the Athletic, they are doing a um, free trial right now. I think for the next couple months or something. Do get on that. I really do like how Dom. You know, uh, like I said, I've never I will never be able to pronounce Dom's last name because it is just ridiculously long, but. They're doing like this playoff simulations on Earth 2 where there are playoffs and um, the Penguins are meeting the the Flyers in the first round. And apparently from last week on the Penn Ultimate um, podcast, they talked about how Rob Rossi was basically the coach for the Penguins. Uh, not good, by the way. And Charlie O'Connor, O'Connor was the coach of the Flyers, which is better. Apparently the Penguins were down um, t- 2-0 to the Flyers. They actually dropped both the games at home. I'm actually going to try to look up this article right now. I really just wanted to see, like, what the lineups basically are. So, Rob Rossi, he put... Okay, did he really put Dominic Simone on the first line with Sidney Crosby and Connor Sherry? Um, I, I guess he was not taking into account... Okay, I think he was doing this because Jake Ensel was, is still hurt. Yeah, this was if, as if, like, the team is fully healthy. Patrick Marlowe, Jared McCann, Patrick Hornquist, Zach Aston Reese, Teddy Bluger, Brandon Tanev. Okay, not a lot too many problems there. I do think Dominic Simone on the top line has been interesting. Um, Zucker with Malkin and Rust. Um, don't really understand that. I really do not think uh, Mike Sullivan would do Jason Zucker with Evgeny Malkin. But hey, I mean, I'm not Rod Rossi. I would honestly flip those two. Um, the defense, Pedersen, Marino, Dumoulin, Latang, Johnson, Schultz with Matt Murray. And Nathan for the Flyers, it's Giroux, Couturier, Voracek. Farabee, Hayes, Konechny, Van Riefsdyk, Lawton, Tyler Pitlick, Raffle, Grant, and then uh, Abu Kul. I don't even, I can't pronounce his name. The Flyers actually won game one, um, six to one. Uh, what? Man, Matt Murray must have really had a bad game on Earth, too. So a 6 1 win. In game two, it was a 2 nothing. It's actually another 6 2 win for the Flyers. Well, 6 1 and 6 2. So. Um, you know this is really on Earth too, when the Flyers are blowing out the Penguins in the first two games in the series, and they're not just blowing them out; they're outscoring them by a twelve to three margin. So yeah, you know this is um on a completely different planet, and it's basically uh, dreaming. But still, I always love to read this. Game three. Let's see here. Let's see here. Um, oh wow, the Flyers take a commanding three zero series, and Gensel apparently came back. Wow. Um, I can't believe we're doing this on this podcast. But the Flyers were able to take a 3-0 series lead. Jake Gensel was actually able to come back in this game. This must have been able, uh, when for the four-month uh, minimum. So, uh, well, I guess that. Game four, I-, I can't wait to see for game four here. And, oh my god, uh, I'm reading this. Evgeny Malkin said his his first period hat-trick chased Carter Hart before 15 minutes in the Penguins' 12-4 win in Philadelphia. Um, I- I'm actually just trying to see if I read this correctly. 12-4. Wow. Okay. So the Penguins are down three games to one in La La Land because um, a 12 to 4 win. I don't even know how that's possible. 
I love like the fake quotes that they give Alain Vigneault. Not his fault. We were so bad defensively. I didn't want to keep Carter Hart in. This is honestly hilarious. I can't stop laughing at this. Game five, what's going to happen here? Um, oh, Pittsburgh claws back to make it a 3-2 series. So, oh my God, if the Penguins were able to somehow reverse sweep here, um, that'd be so fun. I'm looking to see what the final score of this game is. And, um, oh my God, wow, this game. So this game in La La Land goes to four overtimes. Chris Letang was able to get it. 71 shots faced. Um, I love the, like I said, I love these fake quotes. Their goalie stopped how many breakaways Letang said. <laughs> I was at the end of a shift. I was going to dump the puck when I got into the zone. I saw Hart leaning because the defenseman had, I think, a bad gap. I just put it on net. I don't know if he saw it good off my stick. I don't care. It counts. This is, this is honestly one of the funniest things I've ever read from the athletic or just any, um, Piece in general. So let's see here. Um, game six. So uh, do the are the Penguins in La La Land? Are they able to make this going to seven games? Um, wow, the Penguins are actually able to tie this series in another world to send it to a all decider game seven. And you know, remind you guys. Um, I actually did not remind you guys. I did not know this. So Tristan Jari was actually playing in this game because Matt Murray was really really bad in the first two games. The Penguins were able to win this game five to three. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I guess that's good that Rob Rossi was able to replace Matt Murray as the starter after game two when he gave up 12 goals in two games. So the Penguins in this other world are able to come back from 3-0 down to tie the game going into game seven. I swear to God, man, if the Penguins were able to win this series in seven games, I'm just going to laugh my ass off. I also stand, kill, still can't believe I'm doing a segment on this for the Locked on Penguins podcast. This is probably one of the most embarrassing things. I've ever done this podcast. This is honestly one of the most embarrassing things I've probably ever done in my life. But, um, you know, it's content. And, oh my god, wouldn't you know it, guys? Game 7, the Penguins are able to pull off the comeback. This is one of the funniest signs from the article. Cindy Crosby, he was laughing. His face it was as red as the goal light he had lit four times. And apparently the crowd was doing a go-home flyer sing-along. It was a Penguins 4-2 victory. He uh, says, remember for a lot of seasons, Crosby outscored the Flyers by himself. He scored four goals, five ways. He captained the Penguins to a successful rally from a 3-0 series deficit. Um, in this series, Evgeny Malkin had five goals and 11 points. Cindy Crosby, six goals and 13 points. Um, well, if this were um, in real life, um, I probably would have honestly shit the bed every game this series. But, um, you know, I love it that it happened to the Flyers and Earth 2 that the Penguins were able to come back. Um, from 3-0 down. Some of these quotes are just really, really um, funny. I'm, I'm trying to go here and see what I can look at. Jeez. Um, oh man, you know this is this is this is a really funny quote from Carter Hart. Frankly, this still hasn't fully sunk in yet. You keep thinking you're going to wake up and it's game day, and we're going to have one more chance to get that fourth win. Oh man, uh, this okay. This was truly one of the greatest. Um, articles i've ever seen so here are the final scores of all seven games guys Pe flyers 6-1 in game one flyers 6-2 in game two four game three four two philadelphia game four 12 to four 12 to four the penguins game five one nothing pittsburgh game six five three pittsburgh game seven four two pittsburgh um uh, okay <laughs> like 12 goal i can't get over that man but um um it it, it I guess that wraps up this episode of Locked on Penguins. I really wanted to get that um, in here. I did not know that that is how this would go. I can't wait to listen to the, the penultimate podcast later tonight. Uh, if you guys absolutely hated this, please tell me, um, especially as I basically almost live 
um, did this live as I read an article to, or article to you guys live and looked at the results live and um, read fake quotes live about a fake playoff series that never happened. That is what we are into now, folks. I am literally giving you guys scores of games that never happened for a website that is doing simulations of playoff games that will never happen. There will not be a 3-0 comeback most likely this season for any team, even for the Penguins. And the Penguins will not score 12 goals um, in an actual game, probably for a very long time. But you know what? Quarantine has got the best in me. I thought this would be a really, really cool thing to do. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you didn't, please tell me. You know, if you hate it, you know, I may, I probably won't honestly do this again. But, you know, the Penguins are moving on in the Earth 2 playoff series. I wonder if they'll be playing the Washington Capitals. We'll, we'll be able to talk about that then. But, you know, until the next episode, this is as, you know, it's it's been fun. You know, this was a lot of fun to do, especially this last segment, because um, I probably embarrassed myself a lot of times. But, um, you know what? Whatever, you know. Well, maybe we'll do this again if the Penguins and the Capitals do it. I'm sure I'll probably read through it. Um, for you guys, but you know, we'll be back on Wednesday for another episode to talk about a great moment, uh, during the season for the Penguins and who knows what else, you know, maybe I'll talk about just whatever comes up to mind, but, um, thank you guys so much for listening and, uh, we will talk to you all then.